today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Special edition of Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuum Man, uh, is with us a, a day early today because of the Easter weekend. Uh, thanks for popping in uh, 24 hours before you need to be here, Adam. Really appreciate it. Here because uh, to kick off the show, I don't do this often. I have to do this, and I got to eat crow because I had a listener actually correct me last week, Bill from Tech Talk, and I yeah, appreciate. Let's, let's, yeah, we'll go I ahead. To, to you, this is the first mistake in all the years I've known you. First mistake you've ever made. Well, and, let and me it be, wasn't. Real, you got pranked. I did. I got pranked, and you know what? Here's the thing: when I'm doing research, I learned my lesson. April Fools is a great and wonderful time. We get a lot of couple chuckles. And this was actually reported on many, many reliable news sources. So when I do my research, on top of the other things I do, I don't normally go back and validate it as often as I should. And the statement I made last week, which I, I want to apologize to everyone, and I did it on social media, and I'm, I'm saying this, is that I commented the Cybertruck was canceled, which it was on CNN and many different major news sources. And it was very realistic as it was meant to be uh, obviously uh, a joke, but it's not uh, true. So the cyber truck, as stated uh, last week, I, I eat crow, by the way, Bill, and I assure you, next year during April, I will double check, triple check everything I'm stating before I uh, uh, try to make sure I, I make comments on any of these text statements. Did Elon call you? Uh, no, no, but I'm I'm going to guarantee. Did, did his lawyer call you? <laughs> okay, well, there, there, I didn't want to get into that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that's another discussion. <laughs> anyway, uh, it happens, and and you know, I'm sure, as I say, you're not the only one that uh, that got pranked on this, and CNN and a bunch of others did too. So the uh, the cyber truck is alive and well. As a matter of fact, you've got an update on it, and this is legitimate. This is legitimate, and I needed. This is why I stated with my retraction because this would be awkward to start this story off. But the announcement was made and factual that the Gigafactory down in Texas, where he had moved his uh, development from California, is up and running. And they did showcase a lot of the prototypes of the new Tesla models that are going to be coming out. Specifically, one that I also wanted to talk about was the fact of some of the features of the new Tesla Cybertruck, uh, and they're claiming by the year 2023 these will be rolling and available to be seen now he also made the announcement and teased a robo taxi a vehicle that's very futuristic nobody saw it but he did speak about the fact that it is to come now i'm assuming the robo taxi is something of an autonomous fully driving vehicle and from tesla will be on the road shortly he also indicated the semi and the new roadster models coming out which were really really impressive i mean so with that said there is going to be uh, a new, I, I would say, a fleet of vehicles that are going to be rolling out from the Texas factory. Interesting stuff. Uh, I know Elon's been in the news a lot over the last seven or eight days, uh, not just because of the Cybertruck. Uh, well, you also know the news, of course, now he's announced he wants to buy Twitter. Why, why yes. be the major shareholder if I can own the company? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, but he also talked about, uh, I, and I know how much you love robots, uh, the Tesla Optimus. Yes, it's a it's called the Optimus Project, which is very um, I want to say timely because if you're a, if you're a young guy like me and I am young, uh, if you're into Transformers as a young child and uh, the Optimus Project, which is such a cool name, uh, is the humanoid robot. Now, when he showcased this originally, he had someone dressed in a costume and walked on the stage. However, Elon Musk did present the company uh, and stated that the humanized robot 
with artificial intelligence, which through Neuralink, by the way, is a company of another division of, of Elon Musk, um, is going to be coming to the market. And uh, when Tesla made the announcement, this is going to be uh, a robot that is to deliver and assist on small things in our lives. So, for example, helping unload the truck, unload the car. No longer do you have to rely on your teenager to help you bring the groceries in, uh, help you dust around the house, uh, help you remind to go pick up something downstairs. This is something that he's, and again, I speak about that in the household, from a, a commercial entrepreneurial state, this small project is, or small uh, tasks are what he believes his new robot is, is going to be able to do. Now, why this is kind of interesting, Bill, is that, as you know, I talk about robots and drones on the show quite a bit. And, you know, I've seen Boston Robotics and we've seen robot dogs. We've seen dancing robots uh, and they're pretty bulky and, and cumbersome. I mean, Elon has claimed that their scientists and developers are able to develop a humanized short or thin version of these robotics. And that's the big news that's going to be coming to light with this. Interesting stuff. Fascinating stuff. Now, uh, listeners of TechNock know, that, uh, and we are going to do it again today, the the, the hack of the week. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's uh, always a disturbing number, of course, because of, of the implications of this. Uh, but then you've got the Chinese government, or I don't even know if the government's going to take uh, 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 you know, the responsibility for this. When they hack, they go big, don't they? That's right. Yeah. When you're going to, when we talk about hacking, we always, there's, there's always the problem when we talk about tech is that, you know, where is it? What is that? Where, where is the internet? No one's actually seen the internet, right, Bill? I mean, we hear about satellites and, you know, we talk about what's going on in space. I mean, international space stations are going to be landing. China's sending, you know, probes off into space. Well, this is actually conjured and this has been around a while, but this has now taken a new step. We've had China's got their own uh, Space Force. We know that the United States has the Space Force Delta Six, and that is the group that more or less over oversees uh, NASA's uh, security defense system that's in space. Now, this is all kind of like interesting to the degree, but now both governments have now upped and encouraged a new cybersecurity department that is now the Chinese government has now claimed that they are able to decode and access satellites in space. Now, that's a lot different than trying to hack a, a, a building or a government on the ground because the infrastructure to connect is wired or fiber connected. Satellites actually take a lot more, uh, I want to say, ingenuity and, and capability of, of technology to be able to get into it. So uh, China's claim is that they're able to decode orbiting satellites uh, and being able to detect and fix security flaws in outer space. That is massive. This is a big announcement for the fact that they've been able to claim that. In the reverse of that, the United States has now also set up a cybersecurity, which is going to be hack of the weeks, might be inclusive of not only what's happening on Earth, but in the satellite world. So hackers are... Uh, trying to infiltrate our, our space probes or our satellite systems. And it's a different type of skill. This is not the same uh, skill set that a hacker can do on the ground that they would need to hack in space. They have to have the location properly set up. They have to make sure that they've got direct link to it. Obviously, the Earth is spinning. Um, therefore, they could lose connection at any time. So this is a big element. It doesn't sound exciting. I'm sure many people are thinking, wow, he's talking like paint drying. But this is massive in the scale of where we're leading 
leading or where we're going in the future that we have a cybersecurity satellite uh, government protection agency and we can now sleep at night when we watch the little satellites float through space uh, before the stars. This is, doesn't this sound like Dr. Evil? I mean, something that they'd pull off? <laughs> it does, actually. It does sound It does sound almost James Bondish. Almost. I'm going to direct it at you, or I want a billion dollars. Yeah, we'll see what... I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what a, you've also got just a plain old-fashioned hack this week to talk about. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is uh, boring. Like, the, you know, like, <laughs> it's almost like, well, compared to satellites, what's the big deal? Well, Panasonic Canada had, unfortunately, a big hack. And, uh, and what was actually taken from it was due to malware and a virus that was installed. And they were able to take up to three gigabytes of data. And uh, of that data, it's nothing to be overly concerned about, but uh, it was more or less HR information uh, pertaining to, uh, you know, uh, interns and, and, and staff uh, details. Now, again, that's very obviously, uh, you know, uh, crucial details, but it was more like job candidates and interns from, from universities and otherwise. But it was just recently announced that it got hacked three gigabytes of data of all the staff and individuals that work within Panasonic. So not so much the customer, but the internal uh, resources of the people that work at Panasonic Canada were now released on the dark web. With uh, Adam Oldfield doing Tech Talk here, of course, on the Bill Kelly Show on CFPL London and CHML Hamilton. You've been talking, I mentioned more than a couple of times now, about the Apple iCar. Uh, yeah. No, you're about the only one talking about it. What's going on here? I am the only one. That's why it's almost like, wait a minute, is this guy like making this up again? Fact of the matter is the Apple iCar it is kind of a rumor, but the one thing I can state for fact, though, Bill, is that patents, when something's filed with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, I have evidence and facts to back it up. And one of them was Apple actually registered. And I want to just end, indicate and, and uh, preface this that when a patent gets filed, it doesn't mean it exists. It's only a element of putting in the details of the premise of how it will operate, the functionality of it, and the benefit of it. Now, uh, Project Titan, which is the uh, reference to the Apple iCar, is, uh, was filed, and the elements that were in the patent that were registered by Apple directly is that they're going to be developing a car with a camera system that actually allows to see the vehicle on your phone or your infotainment semen. So think of it as, um, you know, when we talk about distracted driving, they've actually filed a patent that you can watch and uh, review your vehicle from outside using your iPhone. Now, the, the patent also claims that the footage that you're watching um, can also be available and you would have access to those records as Apple has always claimed the data they collect will be available for you. Now, the transparency of this data also allows you to share it. Now, I don't know who wants to share their driving experience with friends and family, but anyway, that's also a patent they filed. In addition, the swipe gesture that tells the car which way to move. So if you're driving, obviously we can expect that there won't be any uh, steering wheels anymore, but you'll be able to swipe left, swipe right, and the car will turn at the next exit. You know how you, the old days was if you were sitting with your spouse or your significant other, they would just be pointing to you or stick their finger in your nose and go, turn here. Well, I guess the swipe <laughs> will now work on the Apple patent. In addition, the one thing that they also filed, which I thought was pretty cool, was uh, airbags in the roof and an adjustable seatbelt buckle, which 
I've been waiting for that forever. I remember Saturn. Remember Saturn cars, Bill? Yeah. Where you yeah. the the Saturn you put it in and the seatbelt would automatically connect, right? Well, yeah. That's the, I guess there's a new feature to that because I thought that patent already existed. Uh, but that was Apple's uh, comment. Um, the addition to that was also automatic charging. So the car will be able to actually charge and plug itself in. Very cool. Uh, I, I love this scientific experiment that went on at Cornell University. It's all about virtual reality. Explain that. Uh, okay. So when we talk about virtual reality, you're wearing a headset. And if you haven't seen it, they're available. Just you know, look up Oculus Rift or otherwise. As we get into this, one of the senses in science right now at Cornell University, they did a test. And this is a fact. They, they actually, inside the settings as they wore their helmet, was uh, they were feeding the test subjects cheese, blue cheese to be specific. So um, so one setting was sitting in a park bench. There were sounds of birds. There was sound of uh, uh, warm, uh, warm breezes. You could hear the wind. Um, and when you tasted the blue cheese, it had a significant taste. The next was, and again, all the test uh, individuals were not told it was the same cheese. Then they changed the settings. And the other one was that they were sitting in a cow barn or a farm setting. And there were sounds and noises and so forth. And so you're eating the cheese while you're watching cows and sensing the environment of sitting on a farm, um, which apparently the scientific uh, uh, setting created taste bud experiences. So people were eating the same cheese and those in pleasant environments had people commenting how good the cheese tasted. They're like, mm, this cheese tastes is really good. Um, and then in loud environments, so there was one setting by an airport. So planes flying over, there was sounds of, of, of cars beeping and horns and people, they were tasting the cheese and felt this cheese just wasn't very good. In fact, one comment was the cheese uh, actually tastes bad. Uh, they think they had... They think they had a bad uh, uh, sample. So it's amazing how this test was using virtual reality of where our senses alter based on the environment you're in. Crazy stuff, really weird stuff. Uh, we're almost out of time, but I do want to talk about, uh, you know, we've been talking about Ukraine, and I know you've talked about a couple of fundraising efforts, and uh, that we're trying to help the refugees and, of course, the people over there uh, that are still suffering. And uh, we talk about government support. Uh, but there's a private sector element to this, too. And there's a Canadian company named Dragonfly that's trying to do their part. Yeah, uh, a company in Canada called Dragonfly actually makes drones that are, are uh, very uh, commercial-based, Bill. Um, they've been in, in circulation since 2013. Um, and this is something of which we can take pride in, in the fact that, uh, you know, we're hearing about drones delivering missiles in the U.S. and the U.K. and, and you know, and from Swiss and otherwise. But the Canadian version, and, and typical of a Canada uh, company, is that we're actually delivering uh, through Dragonfly the ability to deliver medical support. Supplies. So, uh, like example, uh, uh, blood, uh, vaccines, uh, you know, crucial products and items that are necessary for uh, for people's survival during this unfortunate situation. So, um, while others are delivering the bomb delivering or missile delivering drones, Canada's delivering the blood, the vaccines, and the medical supplies for those in need. Excellent stuff. We got, you know, I got a couple more seconds. I want to squeeze in this story about the DeLorean. Because everybody, okay. you're a big fan of Back to the Future. Huge. Not, not so much the third one, but the first couple were pretty good. 
It's like the Godfather, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, this car and Michelle and I have talked about it and she's very supportive pretty much with most of what I do. But uh, when the car comes out, the DeLorean electric vehicle is about to come on the market. Yes, the DeLorean that you remember, not the one that was uh, set up with the gentleman that was apparently, uh, if you uh, ever heard, was was actually shut down after so many models. San Antonio, Texas bought the rights of the name and we are going to see the Goldwing doors in action. The vehicle will actually come with a 100 kilowatt battery pack giving it about 300 miles it will be a two-seater sport car and it's going to have some punch to it so it's not going to be this super looking car but having no umph behind it uh, but it's going to be rolling off the assembly line fairly shortly and it's going to be super fast so i'm i'm really excited about this i would love to see the delorean come back a little bit of a style design but it's going to be using a lot of the same elements of which the original delorean did exist so hang in there. Those of DeLorean loving descent are going to be able to buy this amazing electric vehicle. That's going to be my choice when it's on the market. It's it's interesting, too. And you did mention, of course, the original developer of this whole thing uh, ran into some, shall we say, legal problems <laughs> uh, and uh, and was divorced from the company. And I think actually spent some time in the Gravar Hotel uh, as a result of that. But uh, the fact that the name lives on is good. But also, you raise an interesting point. Uh, this, I think, if, if there's any, anybody still that thought, well, the yeah, electric cars, they, they're just little putt-putt things. They don't go fast. Uh, <laughs> this one does. Yeah, no, this one's going to put everyone to the test uh, when it comes to speed. And electric cars are always faster um, than, than any, uh, you know, they call them ice cars now, Bill, you know, the internal combustion engine, you know, yeah. like, so I keep hearing the ice terminology very often. Uh, so this is... Uh, I mean, I, I'm thrilled about it only because I've always wanted a DeLorean. I think I did as a child. Many kids, uh, or I call myself a kid now, but many people my age are, are are still reminiscent of the days they wanted to have a DeLorean. And so now the fact that it's going to be green, it's going to be uh, obviously safe for the environment and otherwise, this is very, very exciting. Um, and the fact that you get up to almost 500 kilometers on the battery pack uh, is going to be, uh, you know, obviously a great, in fact, I'm going to say no electric vehicle that isn't giving you. 500 kilometers you want to buy let's just be straight on that so uh the if you see one that has less than 400 or 300 kilometers yeah look keep looking all right and don't go too fast in it or you find yourself back in 1955 uh this is tech talk we do this uh, every friday we'll be back and going uh friday of course a week from friday uh, with another version of tech talk adam have a great easter weekend we'll talk again soon you too thanks bill the Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.